How amazing is God? You know, there are no coincidences in God. There are no coincidences that you are here for such a time as this. God has positioned you for this time in history, right? For this time in history, you could have been born in any other time, but you were born now. Because God knew that you would make a stand for him. Because we're living in crazy times, right? We're living in crazy, crazy times. But God knew and he goes before us and he called you to be bold and courageous. And we're not bold and courageous because of who we are, but because of what Jesus did for us. He is the one that makes us bold. He is the one who makes us strong. He is the one who gives us strength when we are weak. Says he gives strength to the weary. And we need that right now, don't we? In a world that is lost, the reason that we are here that the world is right where it's at right now is because it has turned its back on God. There is no other explanation for where we find ourselves right now. And because the church has not risen up loudly enough about the things that break God's heart, because God's heart is breaking right now, for the evil that is rampant in our world. But the good news is when evil is rampant, God rises up through his people by the spirit of God, by the spirit of God. We are coming into the greatest days because the spirit of God is moving across the earth and he's going to do amazing things amazing things. We need healing. Isaiah 53, 5. Powerful, powerful words. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was on him. And by his stripes... We are healed. Jesus took all of it on himself. Everything that you have ever done, everything that you will ever do, everything that every person before you did and after us, he took it all on himself. Every painful thing, every burden, every sickness, every fear, Every awful, vile thing was put on his body and the power of it was broken. In the name of Jesus, it was broken. It was broken off of your life. It was broken off of my life. And that is something to celebrate and that is something not to take for granted but to live out of that power every day. Every day. Problem is, 
We don't live out of that power every day. And we forget, we forget that we have Jesus and he is living on the inside of us. And so we carry that healing with us every day. The power in that blood, because it was pure blood, pure blood, without, without anything, without any sin, he took on everything that we should have paid for. He took it all on himself so that we could be free, not so we could live burdened, not so that we could live the same. He delivered us and set us free on that cross so we could live a different life, a new life in him, no longer burdened by sin and shame, no longer living with anxieties and fears, but living free in Jesus' name. It is the power of what he did on that cross which sets us free. So why do we want again go back to our old life, to be in prison, to the things that once imprisoned us? We need to stand and take a hold in authority, in authority, because the blood of Jesus gives us authority to speak life over death, to speak life to those around us, to speak life into the situations that we find ourselves in now, to speak life to the hopeless. Our healing comes from those wounds, the ultimate sacrifice that heals us from the inside out. The ultimate healing was your salvation. Your salvation because you could not save yourself. No matter how hard you try, no matter how determined you are to be good, you cannot be good. The Bible is clear on that. When someone called Jesus good, he says, no, no one is good but my Father in heaven. No one can be good. In fact, we are born sinful. It says in the Bible that the heart of man is desperately wicked. That is why where we are today, because actually progressiveness in our world says that we are born good. It's not true. We're actually born into sin and it's only because of Jesus that we can be set free from that sin. There was no other way but that sacrifice, which was costly. Every drop of blood, every wound. For even for those who rejected him and still rejected, still reject him, he died for them anyway. He died for each one of us so that we could live free. He saved us from ourselves. How many of you know we all need saving from ourselves? from the things that go on in our head, from we need saving from ourselves, from the past, maybe from the history of our family. We all need saving because we are human. We need a saviour. We need a saviour. In John 3.17, it says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, 
but so that the world might be saved through him. He who believes on him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who practices truth comes to the light so that his works may be revealed that they exist, having been worked in God. How true do we see that right now? Men love the darkness more than the light because the light exposes their darkness. But we all need the light so we can be set free from that darkness, so that we can see what the truth is, so that we can see the way forward and we can see the way out and know that there is hope. Sin binds us up, it weighs us down and it separates us from God. And unfortunately, the church has taken the grace of God for granted and it's been cheap grace. My Bible shows me that it wasn't cheap grace. It was very expensive. It was costly and it was worth everything. We should never take that for granted because sin separates us from God and an eternity without God. I can't even imagine. Eternity without God. Darkness, complete darkness and separation that we cannot ever comprehend. Hell is not a party. That's been the deception of the enemy, right? People think they're going to have a party in hell. Sorry to say, no. It's not going to be any party in hell, maybe for the demons. But um, all there will be is pain. So we, call Je- we, we cause Jesus pain because of our selfishness. Because of our humanity, our our selfishness, our rebelliousness. Because in our nature, it's in our nature to be rebellious, right? It's in our nature to want to do the right thing, to do the wrong thing, sorry. You know, what, what is one of the things that you hear from kids? You know, don't tell me what to do. There's that innate part of ourself that wants to be rebellious. We are unclean without him, before him. We are unclean, but in Jesus, his righteousness covers us. The righteousness that we could never achieve is covered over us. It covers us, it covers our soul. In Romans 5, 9, It says, much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. 
And not only so, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the reconciliation. Through Jesus, we have relationship with the Father. Our relationship has been reconciled. It has been healed. The bridge has been bridged by Jesus, by his blood. We are healed because of what Jesus has done for us. And that's what separates us from other religions, is that there is nothing that we can do. There is no amazing good work that can get us there. But it is only by his blood that we are healed and it is that acceptance of that precious gift, asking him into our life. But it doesn't stop there. Asking him into our life is the first step in a new life with him, the sacrifice of Jesus. Heals us from our bondages. It heals us from our burdens. We don't need to carry them anymore. We don't need to be burdened by the things of this world because he has done it all. He has done it all. It said on the cross, it is finished. It is complete in him. There is nothing that you can do to right that wrong, but it is only through his blood. We cannot change ourselves. We cannot heal ourselves. We cannot read enough self-help books to get us there. We cannot change ourselves by willpower and our own human strength. It is impossible to change the human heart. Only God can do that. Only God can change the human heart. Only God can change the state of our soul. And that is the biggest healing that we need right now in this world, is the healing for people's souls, is the healing for people's minds that are clouded with deception and lies from the enemy. We need healing from that right now. What is our response to Jesus? I love Peter's response. I love Peter's response as Jesus performs a miracle. And it says in Luke 5, 7, you see the disciples were out fishing. Peter, Peter and his brothers were out fishing and they didn't catch anything until Jesus intervened. And Jesus provided a miracle. And it says, and they signaled the partners, those in the other boat, to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they were sinking. And seeing, Simon Peter fell at the knees of Jesus, saying, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, Lord. How amazing is Peter's response to Jesus. He sees he sees the miracle. He recognises who Jesus is and he is brought to his knees because he recognises in that moment 
that he is not worthy to stand before Jesus. And he is convicted of his sin right there on the spot. So he goes to his knees. What is our response to Jesus? That should be all of our response. We should be on our knees to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. It is only by Jesus that we can be saved. And Peter starts his journey with Christ because Jesus then says to follow me. And Peter doesn't hesitate because he knows that he has encountered the King of kings and the Lord of lords in that moment. He has encountered Jesus and he does not hesitate and he follows Jesus. Our healing in Christ is a daily walk with him. It is a moment with Christ, but then it is a lifetime of following, a lifetime of choosing to follow and learning and growing and letting Jesus get into all those parts of your life that need healing. Every single part of our life, we need to open up to him so that we can be set free of the stuff that holds us back. You see, when Jesus sees you, he knows who you can become. He saw Peter and he didn't see Peter then and there. He saw Peter at the end. He saw who Peter could become. He knew that Peter was angry. He knew that he was spontaneous. He knew all those things about Peter. And he chooses each one of us. And he says, come on the journey with me. Allow me into your life so that I can bring healing and restoration. And what a transformation Peter had. What a transformation and what a journey that he had. We have an opportunity every day to let Jesus a little bit deeper into our life, a little bit deeper that he can make us who he wants us to be. But a lot of us hold on to baggage. We hold on to it and we don't let him in. And so we carry it and we keep carrying it. We need to let it go this morning. The recognition of, of our sin should bring us to that place that we can't and we don't want to carry it anymore, but we just want to give it to him. Sin keeps us separated from God and so does pride. You know, the problem right now in the world is man is so prideful. Man likes to think that he's better than God, that he knows more than God, that science is bigger than God. God designed science. He designed the world. I think he knows what he's doing. But what do we do when we're in trouble? Who do we look to? Do we go to God? Or do we go to man for our answers? We need to go to God for our answers. Pride keeps us separated. Bondage keeps us separated. But a humble heart before God is our recognition that we can't do it on our own. 
that we can't do it without him. That recognition gives us the power that we need to live every day in his power and not our own. Because it says that God gives grace to the humble, but he opposes the proud. He opposes the proud. Through Jesus, our life can be full and not ruled by sin, not ruled by fear. How much fear do you see around right now? We need to be ruled by the presence of God in our life, not the fear of the enemy. We have an authority in Christ Jesus to speak to every situation and take authority over it. Amen? We need to live on that authority every day. We're going to see that mountain move in our country, and I'm praying that every day. Every day. We had to be, we had to come to this place, people. We had to come to this place because we had become apathetic. And when that happens, unfortunately, we have to be brought into the place. We, we need to come back to God like the Israelites. They had to come back to God and find him again and be reliant on him again. He is our provider. He is our healer. You know, G Jesus is the cure for our mental health. I don't remember a time in history, I'm sorry, but I grew up in the 80s and I never heard about mental health in my, in my day. <laughs> it was get over it. That was pretty much what we were told. Get on with it, get over it. Um, bit different nowadays. But um, we need to stop talking about it and do something about it. Right? Stop talking about it. Stop owning it. Do something about it. In Jesus, we have healing for mental health. Amen? Because Jesus is the healer. He is the healer. He created our minds. He knows exactly how we function. He knows how we work. He has healing for that too. In fact, he delivered people in the Bible of mental health. He delivered them and he set them free. He is the cure. He is our peace. There is no pill on this planet that will give you complete peace. No pill. Jesus heals our fear. He heals our pain. He heals our anger. He heals our anxiety. He heals everything. Whatever it is that's holding you down right now, he can heal that too. He can heal that too because everything comes under the authority of Jesus. Every demon in hell, every sickness was broken that day on the cross. It was nailed to that cross. It was destroyed. It no longer has to have any authority over you unless you let it, unless you let it into your life. We need to speak and claim the blood of Jesus. He took our place so that we could be free. He was separated from the Father 
so that we don't need to be. He took our punishment so that we don't need to be punished, so that we could be declared not guilty, not guilty. Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we also have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice on the hope of the glory of God. We rejoice on the hope of the glory of God. We have no other hope other than what we have in Jesus. He has a purpose for you. He has a plan for you. He has a way through that situation. He has a way and he promises that he will never leave us or forsake us. He doesn't promise that he'll take the bad times away, but he promises that he will never leave us or forsake us in the midst of it and that he will be our strength, and that he will be our guide, he will be our shield, he will be our strong tower, and we can run to him. We've been justified by faith. We have peace with God. The healing of our soul is so much more important than the healing of our bodies, even though he heals our bodies too. I don't know about you, but I've had healing in my body and the most important thing is though that I have had healing in my soul because I would have been lost without him. I would have been angry without him. I would have been downcast without him, laden down with all my own stuff and my own baggage, which I don't need to carry anymore because he took it off me and put it on himself. How amazing is our God. He took our anger, our bitterness, our unforgiveness and our anxiety all onto himself. Every single thing right now is broken on his body. The victory of the cross that defeated the enemy, enables us to live out of that power every day. Every day. The power of the cross, the power of the resurrection is in you. If you have accepted Jesus, it is in you. You are a new creation. You are a child of God. You have been given the most precious gift that you could ever, ever receive, and that is the gift of grace. The gift of grace which is undeserved. The undeserved favour of God that comes upon you when you accept him, that you cannot earn. We can celebrate this healing every day, but we need to reject the things of this world. We need to stop looking for answers in all the wrong places. But we need to firmly place our trust in what Jesus has already done for us. And we can celebrate that healing every day.
He delivers the oppressed. So amazing that by his stripes we are healed by his wounds. That prophecy that was prophesied thousands of years before Jesus even came was fulfilled in that moment, was fulfilled in that day, that sacrifice. And in Revelations 5, 9, amazing. It says that we're working to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. And have made us kings and priests to our God and we shall reign on the earth. That is what will happen to all of us that have been redeemed by the blood of Christ. Every tongue, every nation is redeemed by his blood. He had the first word and he will have the last word. It says that kingdoms will pass away, but his kingdom will never pass away. And we can stand in that, in the knowledge of that. That gives us hope. The kingdom of God will never pass away. Amen. This, this day, actually, three years ago, um, we were praying for my dad because he had a brain tumour. And um, he actually ended up passing away, as you all know. But his healing was in his soul. He received healing in his soul, salvation for his soul. And that is the most precious thing that we can receive. That is the greatest gift that we can ever receive. Because he restores our soul. No one else can restore our soul but Jesus. Let's just pray this morning. Mighty God, we thank you that is by your blood, by your wounds, we are healed. We claim that this morning in the name of Jesus. We claim your healing over our souls, over our lives, over our bodies, over our past, over our future. In Jesus' name. And this morning, there is an opportunity. If anyone here has not had that opportunity to ask Jesus into their life and to be restored and to be made whole, I'm giving you that opportunity right now. If you've never given your life to Jesus this morning, I just want you to lift up your hand. I'm going to pray for you. Amen. That's awesome. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Is there anyone else this morning that needs Jesus, that needs healing right now for their soul, for their life? 
God. Or maybe you've strayed from Him recently. Maybe you've been struggling and you just want to go, God, I just want to follow you. Help me to follow you. This morning, if that's you, just lift up your hand. We're going to pray with you this morning. Amen. It's awesome, guys. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, that you redeem us, that you set us free. Thank you, God, for the precious blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Mighty God, let's just stand in this place. And we're just going to pray a prayer out loud. So if you'd just like to close your eyes and we'll just repeat after me. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for the blood that was shed. Thank you that in you I am whole. Thank you that I am a child of God. Forgive me for my sins and help me to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.